begins now. Capital 263. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Mike Set Match. This is Slim Sam. Today I'm in the driving seat, riding solo. The other hosts are not around, so yeah, you with me. Alright, so thank you for the feedback. We've been enjoying the lot of feedback we got in the episode from the previous episode as we talked about its streak and cricket. We know you love your cricket and we appreciate each and every view that you've brought to us. Mike Set Match is brought to you by Capital 263. Free to say it and free to do it. Yeah, you should check out the other shows that are on Capital 263. We have a lot of shows for everybody. We are the premier sports podcast. So I know you're listening to Mike Set Match. You already know that this is the best but we have other shows for every other thing. If you love your politics, then we have a show for you, Politics and Beyond. If you love Zim Hip Hop and music, then we have the influencers of the Zim Hip Hop streets, that is Keep It Real Fridays. And if you want to figure out adulting and life in 30 or so minutes, then we have got Nai Onai and the other guys. But straight into it, into the sport, Today, I have a special guest who I'm going to allow to introduce herself. And we're going to talk about all things females, female sport in Zimbabwe. So, without further ado, welcome. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Uh, my name is Tatenda Gondo. I would love to, to describe myself as an advocate for women in sports. I am a sportscaster, very much passionate about not just women in sports, but sports in general. Uh, from a family of uh, four, I'm the, ter- I'm the second born and the first girl. And uh, how I got into sports, uh, my father was a horse race commentator. And growing up, I loved sports because of him. And obviously, I had to to pursue studies, not in sports and media, but I, I studied for an advanced diploma in HIV and AIDS management. Because my family, my, my brothers and sisters were more into the social science field. So I had to also get involved. I was lucky that I got to work for an organization called SportsAid. And when I started working for them, uh, the passion for sports overtook the passion of what I had started for. And that's definitely, a, that's how I got into sports. And it's it's been a, a great journey so far, advocating for, for women in sports and trying to push for recognition for our ladies who, I believe, uh, perform better than the male team. Yeah, I, I actually believe that. I've said that before. So on Twitter, your name is Sports Fanatic. And yeah. this is the reason why I followed you. And I'm always, always kept up to date with the updates. And I have to personally thank you for that because I love my sport. I love talking sport. And your timeline is quite refreshing. It's honest. It's unfiltered and it always gives the information. So if you haven't followed, give it a follow. Hashtag sports fanatic. 
right? Yes, at Tate Bowls. Yeah. Okay, so straight into it, we're going to start with my favorite sport, which is cricket. And before we go into the women's issues, I really want to know, uh, there's been a furrow with uh, Mr. Mkushani. Um, he accused its streak of being racist. And you know, you know, you know, we, the qualifiers, you know how much they hate us. You know, we didn't make it. So what are your views on that? Should its streak and his team, should they have been fired? Should they have retired? Or is the board to blame? What's your view on that? Uh, I would definitely have to, to blame the board. It, it starts with the management. I would, I would have loved to blame the people who are responsible for setting up the Zim cricket. They're the ones who I would have blamed if you had said, if you had put them up as options. Mm -hmm. But now I have to blame Zim cricket. It's, it's always a problem in, in Zimbabwe and in Africa and the world at large. We have politicians leading our sports and that definitely sends a bad picture of sports, especially when you have to do with people who are politicians who get into sports in the name of taking money and abusing funds. So my blame is on Zim Cricket. I, I blame the board. Yeah, well, I also blame the, the, the fans. I blame myself and the rest of the fans. I think we always take a back seat. We're looking at these issues. It's not like the Zimbabwe Cricket Board has started messing up quite recently. They've been doing it for a while, let's be honest. And the players have tried to cry for help and we've looked aside. So now that we lost the qualifiers and it, it, it felt like everybody's heart was broken in a moment, since now we are paying attention. Am I wrong there in thinking that we are also part to blame as fans? Uh, maybe you are right. Uh, but it's, it's quite tricky for fans to then come out uh, gun blazing. You know, when you, you love, you're passionate about something and there, there's only that one person who say it out. But at most times when a person sees things for the first time and they are vocal about it, you realize that not many people will support it. Uh, a, a number of people will just relax or they'll just say, oh no, let's give them time. So so maybe we have uh, to also blame Zim Cricket and the fans, but it's, it's unfortunate for us to then blame the fans, but we have to learn the lesson when we, we see things that we are not happy about. We have to be brutal and very honest and say things out as they are so that in future such things do not happen. Okay. I think the reason why I said we the fans are a bit to blame is what we're going to talk about right now. The fact that there's always a disparity, right, in the way that the players are treated, especially the female athlete. In the case of Zimbabwe cricket, I've heard stories, I've heard a lot of tours that have been cancelled, a lot of games that did not take place for the ladies because ZC was not forthcoming with the fans or they were not really giving enough support to the women. Am I wrong there? You are right. You are very right. So sometimes I feel like as the fans, we just, you know, we don't look. It's, it's, it's the ladies, they're not playing. 
they are they are, they are a great team let's be honest if you look at the female team that team is young that team is enthusiastic it's a team that excites me and i really think that if they were playing as many games as they should they would be competing with the better nations or even just you know when you play with the better nations you learn you get better so i feel like sometimes we, we have contributed to the game of the girl child not progressing as much because we do not we are not as vocal as we should be because the pharaoh that was there with the zim cricket team and the board the girl child have said a few things like this before about the zc but nobody paid attention so okay i'm just i'm just emotional i still i, I, I can't get over that loss you know Uh, no, it it happens. Uh, you have to accept things as they are. Uh, move forward and hope for the best. But for now, it's uh, it's, it's very tricky for us to then trust the current leaders of Sim Cricket. I'm not sure if they will be able to deliver next time. And obviously, I would just like everybody else is saying, I'd love. the SRC and the Minister of Sports to to get involved and take action but then the problem you've already mentioned it that we have politicians who do not understand the game because i was listening in parliament the other time when the minister of sport was claiming that zimbabwe cricket is doing really well that's why they were awarded uh, the right to host the tournament the qualifiers and i'm thinking does he understand the sport Does he understand that we are now a smaller nation that's why we had to scrap with the associates for two places to go and we didn't even make it i think the problem is they the sports and recreation commission they give press conferences they give what do they do what what is the sports and recreation commission doing what have they done for the players themselves uh n- nothing much i think uh, the srs is just a board It's, it's it's a board not much uh, they've not done much for 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 sports in zimbabwe it's ju- it's just a board and i felt to to get the 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 use of 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 the uh, the src and it's 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 uh, it makes me speechless i i i felt to get their role in in zimbabwean sports honestly okay so now In the last episode I foolishly said and I admit I was foolish I foolishly said that let's just do away with the board and to deal with the consequences because we have failed to qualify for the World Cup anyway why I say I was foolish is I was considering the males but if the ICC come and say you're interfering with the ZC board the fine or the punishment is not just to the males side is it even the females will be affected yes so again i was foolish in my utterances again i am still emotional from <laughs> from that game i'm sure people watched that on tv they saw me celebrating uh just before the rains when raza got the wicket i was there on screen jumping up and down in celebration i thought we had that match and my heart is still broken but let's talk about the women they have a great tournament coming up what do you know about the They're calling it the Zimbabwe Invitational what? I don't know. Invitational Cup, I think. Yes. Um oh, the Rarens, most of the games. Uh 
I, I, I think it's, 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 it's okay, but then we also have to, to target most of our fans, people that are passionate about sports, about cricket, to be exact. You will find them in... How best can I describe this without being classism? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you find that most of uh, I would I would have okay I would have preferred uh, all games being hosted at Chakashinga, mm-hmm. obviously for certain reasons that uh, we are able to get as much fans from the kids, considering also it's a holiday and uh, kids are home. Yeah, they would love to definitely see the game. I'm I'm not saying that uh, kids from from the urban side <laughs> do not love. You're cricket. trying to be politically correct, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying they do not love cricket, but I think kids from the uh, from, from the ghettos they love sports more than kids from the urban areas. That's me talking <laughs> on my behalf. That's what I think. So I would have suggested Takashinga, mm-hmm. but. Uh, whoever came up with the idea knows why he chose Odarians. I, I I feel like we could actually go there and a lot of fans can get there. But I feel like it's not being marketed as much as it should. You know, when the males are playing, that ZC Endo is on fire, always advertising, the guys are playing. It seems like there's not much media enthusiasm in this tournament. And it's unfair on our team, which is very, very... Into, they play, they give their all. To be honest, I'm more proud of that team than I am of the males because of what they do, because of even the level of input they put, despite the handles that are in front of them. Because we can start talking about the pay gap between the males and females as we, as, as we talk about this tournament, and you realize that they are not paid as much as the males, and their monies really come if they do it usually comes because there's something that's about to happen like they usually release the funds because there's a tournament that's about to take place um can you divulge more information on well the pay gap because i remember we had this uh twitter discussion and it was about the pay gap and a lot of people said a lot of things i was hurt because i love that cricket team i love the females and how they handle themselves but there's a lot of things that people do not know and do not understand. So can you give us a bit of information about the pay gap? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting topic, but at the same time, it, it, it pains me as someone who advocates for equal pay, for equal play. It, it's a problem when associations, sports association, then have to blame the revenue when we talk about equal play for equal play. Like you've said, Zim Cricket is not doing much to advertise the tournament. How then are they expecting to get the much needed revenue when they are not willing to go out there and advertise the game? So we cannot then say we are wrong when we ask for equal play for equal play. It's the blame on associations who fail to advertise. When you advertise, you are telling people to come in their numbers. And if there are gate charges, definitely you are going to get money. 
we've got vendors who sell, they will pay to sell and therefore we'll be able to pay our players. So it goes back to the revenue. It goes back to associations advertising the women's game. If you don't advertise the women's game, then you cannot expect a miracle to happen. You cannot expect fans to turn out when they do not know that uh, a game is coming. And then the media. I think uh, Zimbabwean media haven't been doing much to market the women's game. We have uh, we have media personnel, we have access to social media. I think it's best that if we realize that as media, our companies that we represent are failing to advertise for the women's game, let's take it upon ourselves and use our social platforms to spread the word and tell people there is going to be a, a, a tournament, there is going to be whatsoever about women. And therefore, if we start like that, I'm sure if our associations in their rightful sense see that uh, media personnel are coming out and using their social platforms and using social platform to advertise, then they, if they use their common sense, obviously, then they will see that they are going wrong some way. It's always about advertising. And I I have to say this, uh, our associations are not advertising the women's game enough. They surely are not. The women do play a lot of games. Like I'm in touch with a few players in the female team and they'll be telling you in South Africa we're playing this. And I ask, I did not even know that you had traveled. It means that there is a gap. There really is a gap. And we are not really giving the people the information on the women's game. And also, I, 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 I always ask this question. It seems when it comes to paying the women, we start talking about lack of funds and everything. But the allocation that comes from the ICC, does it not have a certain portion that is earmarked specifically for the women's game? They definitely have a, a portion that is supposed to be channeled to the women's game and to the women's the, the, the development of the women's game. It's not just about the women's game. I think they they have also a portion for for development of youth cricket, and we have we, we then have to say that some way somehow our 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 council our cricket council is 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 playing with the money that is meant for for development of the you sports. You are being diplomatic again about it. The funds are being stolen somewhere. But yes, uh, it's, it's, it's always been something that bothers me because when we talk about the pay, and to be honest, the numbers that I hear in the male game, when I heard the numbers that were used to lure back uh, Brendan Taylor and Kyle Jarvis and the amount that his trick was getting as the head coach, and I start to think about it and compare it with uh, the numbers or the money that I've heard is given to the females. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. The gap is just too big. I I also have to to say that if um, the guys that are getting that kind of money, if they knew that uh, they have a ladies' team that is the lowest paid that is receiving, I think it's five hundred. 
if they knew that they are getting such a large amount of money and then they compare it with the lowest uh, female player being played by Zimbabwe cricket, I honestly think uh, if they knew, then they would uh, obviously say, you know what, if my salary is 15,000, I am taking off maybe 5,000 and, and, and giving it to the women's team. It's just me thinking out loud. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it makes it makes sense. What you're simply saying is that as the males, they need to stand by their fellow cricketers and say, you know what? Yes, we sometimes they even say 15,000 is not enough. But I'm saying they should stand up and say, you know what? At the very least, I am going to do something about it because it starts with them as well. So I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, but already they are fighting among themselves because some are getting those 15,000, some are barely getting over a thousand. So, well, not, not a thousand, nobody's getting a thousand. It's a bit more than that. But yeah, I feel like it's the whole issue. It seems like nobody's paying attention. Even the, the male cricketers themselves, they're not paying attention. Also looking at it, I, I, I have to be honest, I do not know. Do the females have the same support staff in terms of the coaching staff as the males? I'm talking about fitness coaches. I'm talking about bowling coaches, batting coaches, wicket keeping coaches. Or do they, are they given like maybe the male bowling coach is not busy. Go and help the females over there. What's the setup like in, in, in with the women cricket team? What I do know, I'm not quite sure about uh, the bowling coach and all, but what I do know, they have uh, a technical team that I think it comprises of, of, of two people, if not three, I'm not quite sure, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a small number compared to the technical team that we find the, the male team with. It's, it's, it's rather unfortunate. Something has to be done as we are looking at the ZC board, is we have the outrage that is there. And I have to be honest, some of it is fake. We have a lot of people who are just being opportunistic about it and just, you know, jumping onto the outrage. But I'm saying, as we have the outrage, as we look at Zimbabwe cricket, let's not forget the ladies. Let's not forget the cricket game that the ladies play because they play as, they play great cricket. Actually, to be honest, come, let's join me. Let's go watch the, the, the T20 Challenge Cup. And you tell me how exciting the females game is. Maybe I had not seen it before. If you were lucky, if some of you were lucky and watched the World Cup that the females put, the females did, you know that ladies cricket is exciting. They play some exciting brand of cricket. So let's fight for the ladies as well. And do they do they have a league? Do they have a local league? Do they have franchises in Zimbabwe? Uh, last time I checked, they did not have one. And since then, I have and I haven't bothered to to check at all. It's it's disheartening. It is, it is, it is, and we need to do something about it. So, I am putting a rallying cry to you all, cricket lovers. Let's talk about the females' game. Let's make the necessary noise, and let's make sure our ladies get the attention they deserve. They will do us proud. They always do. If you want, go and check their stats and put them next to the guys and you realize that the females play a whole lot of cricket and a whole lot of nice cricket and they are winning out there compared to the to the guys who barely win like i said 
With the guys, I don't even know what they're good at. But the girls, the ladies, they know what they're doing and we have to support them. Actually, we would love to to see the, the crowds that we saw when Zimbabwe lost that game. <laughs> we would definitely love to, to see that crowd supporting the women's game. Okay, so let's take a quick break and we'll be back talking about soccer. Hi, this is PJ Moore and you're listening to Mike Set Match. Welcome back. And now we are talking about Zifa or Nafas or whatever they call themselves these days. I have to be honest, those guys, I just don't understand. So maybe let's start there. What name are they using these days? And obviously, they are using Zifa Nafas. Uh, uh, the government, the Minister of Sports wasn't in support. Uh, the former Minister of Sports wasn't in support of uh, Mr. Chiangwa's idea of changing the association to Nafas. So they are still using Zifa. Though I, I refer them, I prefer to refer them as Nafas because they are using Chiangwa's private offices as, as, as their offices. So I prefer to call them Nafas. But for now, I just, I will call them Zifa for, for, for the sake of listeners. Okay. Um, a lot has been happening with Zifa, from what I gather. Uh, a lot of people are being banned uh, from sport for setting up parallel structures. Is that even constitutional in the Zifa constitution? Are they allowed to use those terms to fire or to prevent people from getting into business-related activity? No, it's 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 not constitutional. The the people who are banning uh, others definitely have not gone through the constitution themselves, and they are the ones at the forefront of violating the the, the constitution. So, to me, it's it's, it's a circus. It really is. I, I, I also heard information that um, they wanted to postpone the elections that are due. Is that also true? Uh, I think so. I think it's true. Last time I checked uh, Chiangwa's uh, term in office, I think it expired. It should be in March, end of March. And currently as we are, people who know the constitution of uh, football will tell you that Mr. Philip Jiangwa is not the president of SIFA at the moment. <laughs> it's a circus. Um, but I remember him when he went into office. Did he not say he wanted to just do half a term and leave it for someone else? Did that change? Does he still really want to continue as the head of SIFA? Uh, that's that's a problem. I, I, I've talked about it before. When we have politicians uh, leading our sports, they will play around with our minds, just like every other politician will do. Most probably, Mr. Chiangwa enjoyed is enjoying the benefits that he's getting from from FIFA, from COSAFA, from CAF, and for him to now let it go just like that, it's definitely hard for him. So he he wants to push his stay in in office and. I mean, that's that's Mr. Chiangwa for you. But the, the, the setup of uh, of Zifa, including the guys who are responsible for voting, seems like it's always been, there's always been cloud of controversy there because I remember during Cuthbert Dewey's time, people would say they no longer want the Zifa president. Come elections, he would be re-elected in there. 
So should we expect more of the same? The brown envelopes being exchanged from under the tables and Mr. Chiangwa winning another election. If elections are to come, I if Chiangwa will win the elections, then for me, I, I think uh, Chiangwa would win a Zifa ele- election through vote buying. That's just his way through. I mean, he has done it before and is very much capable of doing it now. So it's it's quite tricky with uh, football councillors that uh, are more concerned about the money more than the game. So at the end of the day, it's, it's quite tricky for, for, for us football fans to then understand exactly what will be going on in their minds when they vote. Because I also think that the people that were banned, are they not some of the people with aspirations for the office? And uh, Mr. Chiango is trying to cut them off before they even stand up and put their hands up to say, we, we wanted him, we want to challenge you for that for that post. Yeah, we, we do have uh, people who I think would love to, to, to run for, for, for office. And obviously, Mr. Chiango wants to... to <laughs> so that so that he wins. I, the same thing is happening in South Africa. And recently we saw Mr. Chiangwa in South Africa. Uh, the current uh, president of uh, the South Africa Football Association, Mr. Danny Jordan, is also playing the same trick that Mr. Chiangwa is playing of, of, of burning people who he thinks uh, will be a challenge to him come election time. So... Chiangwa has just taken uh, Mr. Danny Jordan's steps of uh, making sure that anyone who is who is interested in his position will not get to contest for election come elections. Okay. So let's talk the Mighty Warriors. The Mighty Warriors, I always say, are the most successful soccer team in Zimbabwe. They are the ones who have flown the Zimplag high in international tournaments. Right? So... What uh, the first thing that I want to know, you were you were tweeting about the reception that we got in Namibia when we went to play. It was Namibia, right? Yes. So I want to know what happened when the Mighty Warriors went to Namibia. The the political game that was being played between Chiangwa and his counterpart in Namibia. Okay, uh, Mr. Chiangwa and uh, I think I'm not sure the position of uh, his name is Beril Kato. Is from uh, the Namibia Football Association. They had a fight, and I'm not sure what happened when they fought. I wasn't there. I just saw it in the press. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to Namibia for the My Warriors game, I then realized that uh, our our team was treated in in a harsh way. Upon arrival at the airport, we had uh, our officials asking uh, the technical team of the Might Warriors if they had uh, work permits. And then you, you, you ask yourself, why are they in need of a, of a work permit when a team is in Namibia to play for a national, it's a national duty? Obviously, the, the officials should have known that uh, they're expecting a team and obviously there wasn't any need of, uh, of officials having a work permit because they are not working in Namibia, they are just 
Yeah. They were just there to 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 do to do duty, and then from from the airport it went to the hotel where uh, the team would uh, have their Wi-Fi squished off. Uh, the the treatment was too harsh on on the players and the team, and obviously they will not come out and say that because at the end of the day we we'll blame Mr. Chiangwa and Rukato for all that happened. Uh, it was it wasn't uh, fair on the team it wasn't uh, it wasn't in the spirit of the game and it's said when when such issues then have to to go into play when teams are playing it sends a, a bad picture to africa and the country at large you talked as well about the refereeing decisions that were questionable I, I I had the opportunity very long ago when Dynamo's played in Algeria. I think it was against Setif, and I was there, and I witnessed firsthand how referees can change a game in Africa. Was it that bad way a referee can just give a free kick out of nowhere? Was she? Was it a she or was it a he? And was the referee trying to influence the match? Yeah, she was a she. Obviously, we we also have women who are officiating the yeah. game, and mostly when women play, we have uh, women officiating the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they were definitely decisions that the referee made, but they say the referee's decision is final. I actually got an opportunity to speak to some of the Zimbabwean players after the game, and I asked them about the met, the official how he handled the game. And one player told me that at at one point, the referee was telling the player, the Namibian players to get in the box so that they get a penalty. So at the end of the day, we we ask questions about how the game is being officiated. If at such uh, we we have uh, people buying of or buying officials to to play a part in in fixing results and giving penalties where it's not necessary. Okay, so the Mighty Warriors came back and they played their match at Rufaro Stadium and they won the match comfortably. Then we hear stories about payments or lack thereof. What really went on? Uh, 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 I'm out of words, honestly, but then I... I, I knew Zifa would play this. They've done it before, uh, giving the players uh, Maria One Fusion Ravon. <laughs> They've done it before. So I wasn't, I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't surprised. I was talking with the players and uh, I asked them, how did it happen? And I was told, uh, oh, we got uh, the $5 just, just after the match. It was on Sunday, Sunday night that uh, they were ended their five dollars and then they 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 decided to to sit in and protest and talking to to mr guesela what he told me was the five dollars was just money for them to to use as transport money to go home and he also said they would pay them but then again we 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 also had issues of Zifa failing to pay the women's game, the women players before. They owe them their money from participating in the COSAFA. And 
the players they needed to, to do a sitting, they wanted their money in full they, uh, because they know the people that are in, that are in control of, of, of the game. They know their tricks. They will be told your money will get in, but it will not. So then they decided to do the sitting. So the question is, did the money, did Zifa release any funds from after the five dollars that five dollar insult they did today release at least some money to try and calm the nerves or it's they still owe the ladies a lot of money and they're not forthcoming at all from what i had from a very reliable source uh, they didn't release the money uh, what happened after the girls decided to sit in is you know most of our female players they 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 play in the uniform forces they played black rhino queens and what happened is uh, we are preparing for for the women's league to start and therefore the clubs came and asked the players to come into camp so what then this meant was that only a few players who were not playing were not playing for the uniform forces would stay for the city in so at the end of the day, it was useless because there are a few players that uh, are not uh, part of uh, of the uniform forces. So that's how the ladies decided to then say we have to, fo- to, to do what the club says. Though there are reports that uh, Zifa had meetings with uh, clubs that are involved, I'm really not sure about that. But uh, that's what I heard and from what they said they said funds would be available by monday so we definitely have to see if uh, they will release the funds and where where they will get the funds is, is the question that remains okay so then the legends of zimbabwean football that's the name right of the guys that did the protest the match yes uh they decided to air their views which is basically what we're asking for every stakeholder to start standing up and speaking about it and they decided to do something about it and have a march towards zifa house um can you tell us a little bit about that and what it was meant to achieve it 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 was a march in solidarity with the might warriors it it wasn't a protest as some of as think it was mm-hmm. the the legends took it upon themselves actually they were male legends i mm-hmm. never got a chance to see a female legend yeah and up until now i ask myself why are we as women not not supporting each other it's it's it, it leaves a lot of questions out there and back to the, to the match to the solidarity match it was just for Zifa to, uh, to, to, to know that uh, there, are, there are people who are very much passionate about the women's game uh, and our, I mean, our, our women are being played by Zifa. So it was just a solidarity match in support of the mighty warriors sit in and also it was supposed to be a message to other sports associations to know that there are people who are watching particularly uh, associations that fail to 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 represent to respect the women's 
were fighting out hard for the nation to represent the flag. Um, the, the, the solidarity match can happen to, to any association. It's just unfortunate that we caught Zifa offside and the guys decided to march. And I can tell you that if, if ZC is also found wanting, then the legends will definitely do a march to their offices. It was just a solidarity march, like I said, and we, it's great when we have legends coming up, male legends coming up and saying that we have our women players that are not being treated equally. We have our women players that are being abused by associations. Okay, so uh, there's this question that I got asked, which was, why did the legends not march towards the offices that the Zifa guys are using right now? Because from what I understand, they are not really using Zifa House. Was it a choice or was it symbolic to march towards Zifa House as it is the symbol of Zimbabwean football? For, for them then to march at uh, the current uh, offices of, of Zifa, it was quite tricky because we all know that uh, the current offices are a private property of uh, Mr. Philip Shiangwa. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not sure if the police would have allowed, allowed uh, the march to continue if, if the legends had decided to, to march to, to Mr. Chiangwa's offices. Okay. Um, I saw some reports of some sort of counter match or certain individuals that were paid to insult the guys who had come for the match. Is that information true? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very true. We had uh, posters at, at, at uh, the Sifa village that were an attack to, to certain individuals. Obviously, you know, when, 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 when you know that your, your race is about to end, you, you get threatened. That wh- that's what I feel Mr. Chiangwa was threatened. Initially, what was in his mind is that he thought that uh, a whole lot of people were going to come for the match. And therefore, he felt uh, the pressure. And then he went on insulting individuals. But what was amazing was that uh, the, the legends that marched, they had no posters that insulted Chiangwa. What they just wanted was to give their petition to Mr. Chiangwa and tell him that, you know, uh, it's bad that you are treating women in such a way. And it's, it's said that uh, then Mr. Chiangwa had uh, posters that insulted uh, legends and also the people that uh, are very much interested in in, in con- testing for the Zifa elections that are coming. That's if they come. I'm not sure if they will come. Yeah, that's, that's the question that I actually had that are they, is there a date for the elections? But clearly, it's, 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 it's Mr. Chiango is playing loose and fast to the dates to try and not get um, anyone or to try and catch other people unaware. Lastly, on the same march, some people claim that because of the numbers, the march wasn't really a success. Uh, do you hold the same view or was it more about the message than the people, the number of people that were there? Uh, I, I think it was more about the message. Even in, in politics, we have politicians <laughs> hiring buses. 
<laughs> and sending their fans to, to to support them. I think it was uh, more about the message and numbers don't really tell a lot to me when it comes to that much. I think it was all about the message. Okay. So I personally do believe that our associations are ill-treating the females and I believe that if we had someone of reputation who would set up some sort of fund for these ladies so that well-wishers, fans could just send through some monies to ensure that if there is a tournament, if there is a game, then our ladies are well catered for. I'm sure there would be people who would be willing to, you know, send through their monies because if people are, 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 are giving money to that Visa Bay, I'm sure this is a more worthy cause and people would uh, actually give their hard-earned money. So, don't you think it's, it's, it's pertinent that we set up some sort of reputable uh, board or commission or just somebody who will look after the funds, make sure that they're well accounted for and you know, come to the aid of the ladies, independent of Zifa or independent of ZC if it's about cricket. Somebody who just comes in and goes like, okay, the ladies are in camp. Let's do our part, maybe as fans, to support our ladies. Don't you think that would be a good idea? Uh, it's, it's, it's a good idea. There was uh, uh, one such initiative before. I think uh, 2016 when the Might Warriors were going for, for the African Women Cup of Nations, it, uh, a fund was set, but up until now, we, we really don't know what happened to those funds. Which is the scary bitter. Uh, <laughs> it's it's quite scary. It was under the name, I think, Kelpa was it, W. And up until now, we haven't had uh, how, how much they raised from that fundraising. And it, it goes back to issues of trust. We are trusting to 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 run such a commission if it is to come, and it's, it's quite tricky. Okay, maybe one last thing. There is talk of Kwese stepping in uh, to sponsor the Mighty Warriors. Is that factual? And have they already started releasing the funds which are dedicated to the sponsoring of the women? Or was that just a cheap poly, uh, cheap uh, publicity stunt. When I tried to get hold of uh, marketing head of Kwesi, I couldn't get hold of her. But it could be true because there were posters at uh, the Zifa village when the match happened that said thank you Econet, which then points to Kwesi maybe coming in as sponsors. And if that is true, we then have to say thank you to Kwesi. But then again, we also have to, 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 to tell them that they have to be careful of who they are dealing with. This uh, team is very much capable of abusing funds. It has happened before. They have abused funds uh, for, for the female team. And a, a good example is what happened after the Mighty Warriors came from Rio. They had uh, their some, some smartphones that they only received last year when Kosafa was about to kickstart. So then when Kwese now comes on board, they have to look closely at such issues. 
and obviously if they want to to sponsor the team my advice to them is to pay players directly into their bank accounts and not channel the money to zifa it it then becomes tricky with uh, such situations happening in south africa uh, saslo is uh, sub- supporting they adopted the the women team and saslo has been sending funds to safa and then safa has been diverting those funds so then if kwese now sees this then it's, it's, it should be a wake up call for them to be very careful when they hand over funds to to the women's team okay thank you very much for joining us today it was a very insightful episode i learned a lot about female uh females in sport and how they are treated and i have to look at myself a little bit and see how i can be a part of the message for equal pay for equal play as you called it right yes okay so thank you very much for joining us today and thank you very much for the information that you continuously give us guys you really need to follow her on your social medias because she has the juice i have to be honest i always always am informed by going through a timeline so thank you so much you can give us your social media handle so that the listeners can follow uh on facebook i'm tatenda gondo on twitter it's at tate bells and before i go i want to thank you for for inviting me i think it's the first time that we we have had you uh, i think you're the only guys that are covering sports uh, in such a way that's amazing i mean if i i'm then to compare you with other guys from the bigger stations i think you are doing a much uh, bigger job than them not it's not an offense i'm just saying <laughs> the truth and also I'd, i would love if corporates are, are listening i would love also to see more corporates coming on board and adopting women teams okay so thank you and you heard the message corporates we need you to jump on board adopt the teams directly not through zifa please adopt them directly get their bank accounts just tell zifa you know what in terms of their salaries we have them covered you guys can do it it's corporate social responsibility it's good for your brand and it's good for our sport so we are really looking forward to hearing or reading about more adopting the women there are a lot of women teams that are being neglected out there we talked about the cricket we talked about the soccer but that's not the only thing we have a problem in zimbabwe of women not really getting their dues so come on come on guys let's do better so this is slim sam signing out for mike set match follow us on twitter mike set match or follow capital 263 like i said there are a lot of great shows that are there everything for everybody so please give us a follow give us your feedback and thank you for listening slim out Capital 263.